This time, each and every Erev Shabbos, usually on Friday mornings, Erev Shabbos, Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, addresses our entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Today, on Tuesday, Erev Yom Tov, Rabbi Yudin addresses the upcoming holiday of Shavuos. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Yom Tov, everybody. And what a special Erev Yom Tov it is. There, it's so hard to describe... But, while there are no specific biblical mitzvos today for the Yom Tov of Shavuos, and even when we were privileged to have a Beis HaMikdash, and please God, in the future, there is only one communal mitzvah, which we'll talk about, and that is the Shtei HaLechem. Yet, how important is this Yom Tov of Shavuos? So let's recall the very last in the first chapter of Bereshis, which we use as an introduction to the Kiddush every Friday night, and we recite before, by Yechulu HaShamayim, we recite the words, Vahiyerev, Vahivoker, Yom Hashishi, literally, and there was evening and morning, the sixth day. Now, you'll notice, throughout the week of creation, each day is identified as Yom Rivi'i, Yom Chamishi, fourth day, fifth day. It doesn't say the fourth, the fifth. Here it says the sixth day. And Rashi brings two interpretations, both of which are related to our Yom Tov. Rashi says, Hosef Hey, there is an additional letter Hey by the sixth day, Bigmar Maasei Bereshis, at the culmination and completion of creation, Lomar, to tell us Shehisna Imahem, God made a condition with creation. Amanas God said to creation, you will endure, there will be meaning and purpose for creation if and when Israel accepts the Torah. And if not, there is no world. Rashi says, Yom Hashishi, the sixth day, Kulam Tluyim Again, there was this kind of suspension as to whether or not there would be complete, total endurance. Ad Yom Hashishi to the sixth day, which is, please God, tomorrow, Shishi Besivan, the sixth day. Day of Sivan, the day on which we received the Torah. So the Torah itself is very strongly hinting to us that this day is such an important one. It gives us as a people literally our identity and it gives the world its purpose. And I have to tell you, we dare not forget that what happened on Shavuos is something that no other people on the face of this earth ever have said, could say, will say 
And that is as follows. All of the religions claim they had a prophet. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. However, no other people claim that the entire nation experienced prophecy. We claim it. This is Shavuos. The entire nation heard the Ten Commandments, specifically the first two that Hashem spoke, the entire nation of Israel heard. And in fact, it is for this reason that we read the Ten Commandments. Please God, tomorrow from Parshas Yisro, and we read them with Tam Elion, which means that we read the Ten Commandments as commandments, not as individualized psukim. Now, to relive that happening at Sinai. While there are, as I pointed out, no biblical mitzvos unique, there's no matzah, there's no shofar and lulav and sukkah, there are minhagim that are prevalent regarding the holiday of Shavuos. The Ramah in Simon, Tuf Tzadidalit, points out, Noagin, the custom is, Lishtoach Asovim, literally to spread greens on Shavuos in the synagogues and in the homes. And what's the reason for this? Zecher, as a remembrance, Lesimchas Matan Torah, to remind us of the happiness and the joy that was there at the time the Torah was given. Namely, the Torah says, and we're going to read this, please God, tomorrow morning, that Gamhatzon Vahabokor Al Yiru. Part of the reason for putting Hagbalah, putting a barrier around the mountain, is to keep away the animals, lest they pasture on the mountain, because God bedecked the mountain with green, and therefore we remind ourselves by the flowers and the greens of the Life that literally surrounded Har Sinai. In addition, the Mishnah teaches us in Rosh Hashanah, Daf Tezayin, that on Atzeres, on Shavuos, Nidonin Aperos Ilan, we are judged regarding the fruits of the trees, and therefore we're reminded by the greens to be mispalel, to pray for the quality of fruits. And, in addition, the rabbis tell us, we know Moshe Rabbeinu was born on the 7th of Adar. The Torah tells us that they were able to hide him for three months. And so, when was it that Paro's daughter, Bitya, finds Moshe? It is on the 6th of Sivan, Vatosem Basuf, she finds him in the reeds along the river. And in addition, the Ramah writes, Noagin Bechamo Mekomos, there is 
a minhog lecho machole cholav to eat dairy foods biyom rishon shel shavuos on the first day of shavuos. Now the Ramah gives a very fascinating explanation, and you'll see how challenging this is. Try to follow and appreciate it, and that is as follows. I mentioned that there is no individual mitzvah for the Yom Tov of Shavuos on any particular Jew. When we were privileged to have a Beis Amigdash, however, there was a communal korban, a communal offering called the Shtehalechem, which the Torah prescribes in Parshas Emor. Two loaves of wheat were brought on Shavuos in the Beis Amigdash. In reality, this is the culmination. Two bookends. On the second day of Pesach, when we started counting the Sphira, we brought an Omer, a measure's worth of barley. Seven weeks later on Shavuos, we bring two loaves of wheat. The rabbis teach us that barley is of a lesser quality. It is what is called ma'achal behema, food that animals eat. We left Egypt, we were on the level of animals. Seven weeks later, we graduate to that of ma'achal adam, literally the food of man. And so these two loaves were brought on Shavuos. And the Ramos suggests, would it not be nice that we'd have a remembrance of these two loaves? Now how are we supposed to have a remembrance of the Shteyalechem, of these two loaves? So you would suggest, well, let's have two loaves at the meal. But we, you know and I know that every Friday night, every Shabbos meal, every Yom Tov meal, we have two breads, right? Many people at the meal, larger challah. Lesser number of people, smaller challah. But we have two at every meal. Why? To remember the man. So on lunch, please God, tomorrow on Shavuos, if we start our meal with two loaves, Manishtana, there'd be nothing different than any other Yom Tov. Two loaves in the sukkah, two loaves on the night of Rosh Hashanah. Suggests the Ramah the following fascinating idea, that when you start your lunch tomorrow, what you do is as follows, and I recommend that this part be done with disposable plates and cutlery and a plastic tablecloth, but what you do is as follows. You make kiddish when you come to the table, and you wash, and you have your two loaves, your regular lechemishnah, and then have the first course dairy, and sing some zmiros, a dvar Torah, and listen carefully now. You take everything away. All the plates, everything, including the bread. Why? Because you're about to bring out the meat. And the halacha says that when you have meat, you're not to use the same bread that you had on the table when you ate dairy. And therefore... We're cleaning everything off, and now we're going to bring as part of this same meal 
two other breads. Ah, I hope people aren't going to fight for this privilege, but literally to bring out the two loaves, a remembrance of the Shtei Alechem. Yes, you don't have to bench after the dairy. You should rinse your mouth and or have a lechayim in order to go from the dairy to the meat. Do this slowly, carefully, but what we're doing is we are reminding ourselves of that very special shteyalechem that, please God, we will have speedily in our day again. The Mishnaburu brings a different reason for the eating of dairy, and that is because when Moshe came down and said, look here, we now have the laws of Kashrus, so they lacked the preparation for having a meat meal in terms of how to slaughter properly, etc. There is a minhog to read Megillas Rus, which we do on the second day of Shavuos. Rus underwent conversion. All of Klai Yisrael underwent conversion at Sinai. And the very acceptance of Rus coming from Moab based upon the Torah Shabbat the oral law whereby the Torah teaches us in Parshas Kiseitze Loyovo Amoni Umoavi someone from the people of Moab is not to enter and marry into the Jewish people so how do we accept Rus so the oral law tells us that verse applies to the males of Moab and not to the females. Our reading the book of Rus is a strong reminder to us that we accept on Shavuos not just and only the written Torah, but the oral Torah as well. I would just like to conclude with one interesting insight into the Gemara Psachim, Taf, Samoch, Ches, Amidbeis, whereby the Gemara teaches us that every year on Shavuos, Rav Yosef would say, prepare for me a very special, tasty meal. Why? Ilav Hayuma, were it not for this day, were it not for the holiday of Shavuos, to Kagarim, which literally caused and transformed me. Kamwa Yosef Ikobishuka. There are so many Joes out there in the street, I wouldn't be different than anybody else. And Rashi says, if not for this day, meaning Shalomaditi Torah, that I was privileged to study Torah, the Nisromamti, and as a result of this, I have become elevated. Shishman Yosef. There are many Jews out there. What would be the difference between me and them? That is what the words mean literally. I heard from one of my teachers, however, a beautiful interpretation. And that is as follows. Were it not for the fact that I have Torah, how many Yosefs would be meaning how many different aspects and parts of my day of my being, of my persona would there be. There are so many different parts 
of our life, our eating, our sleeping, our working, our entertainment, everything that we do is separate and disjointed, comes along, Rabbi Yosef, and says, no, it is all one. The Torah literally governs, uplifts, gives meaning to every aspect of my life. It unifies me. It unifies my person. It identifies me in everything that I do. And therefore, Ilav Hayuma, were it not for this day, then there would be so many different parts of me. There's so much to celebrate on this Yom Tov. The pride that we have, that we are privileged to receive and that's why that beautiful custom of staying awake all night tonight in anticipation studying the Torah showing that we are excited to receive it and I pray that each and every one of us will have a most enjoyable Kabbalah Satorah realizing that each and every one of us has their chilek in Torah. May we be privileged to not just study over the Shavuos, but to truly be uplifted. Wishing everybody a meaningful Shavuos.